0: Hey friends, it's Jana and Ashley. Welcome back to season three of the Geek Girls Universe podcast, your home for the latest entertainment and fandom news.
1: Hey friends, it's Jana. Welcome back to the Geek Girls Universe. Today, we are talking about Moon Knight number three. Arthur has the scarab and Mark must find another way to stop him from awakening Amit. In Egypt, he encounters Midnight Man, Kanshu gets into trouble with other Egyptian gods, and further proof a third identity is lurking in plain sight. But first, if you're new here, or you haven't already, we would love it if you subscribed and left us a rating on Apple Podcasts, or wherever it is that you're listening from. It helps our podcast reach other geeks, and the more the geekier, right? We also have a Facebook group, Geek Girls Universe. You don't need to be a girl to join, only a geek. This is your spoiler warning. If you've not watched episode three of Moon Knight, you better turn around because it's about to get crazy. <laughs> All right, because, I mean, it was pretty crazy already, but now it's going to get real crazy because, woo.
0: Yeah, seriously, this, this show just one. gets better and better every week. Just <sighs> Every, every week. week.
1: So good. So good. Just wait till uh, next
0: week, friends. Break- just wait.
1: <laughs> oh, dude. Jaw-dropping craziness.
0: Yes. Okay, but so yeah, let's talk Tonight let's Episode 3. So it kicks off with Layla. She's getting her fake passport because she's going to follow Mark to Cairo because, let's go back just a second, at the end of Episode 2 Mark and Stephen wake up in Cairo overlooking the Great Pyramids. So he's in Egypt. Layla's got to go. But there's some drama there that has something to do with her father who is was an archaeologist. She happens to steal antiquities from black market dealers. And her father died out in the field. This further points that she is the MCU version of Marlene and not just a new character. And that Marlene is coming eventually. So sorry, certain fanboys, but I'm fine with it. So, in Egypt, Arthur is using the scarab to locate Amit's tomb. Mark, meanwhile, is trying to find Arthur or any clue as to where this tomb is located. He's chasing down these guys. There's this knife fight on the rooftop, which totally reminded me of that scene in Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. When the guy with the swords are like, Bla, blah, 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 blah. And he, and he shoots him. So there's no guns, 100%. but hilarious. Still hilarious. Because the guy's all like extra like, licking his knife and Mark's just like smack. <laughs> so funny. Uh, anyway, so of the three of them, there is this one dude cl- that's younger. Clearly, Mark's not trying to hurt him. And then Stephen takes control of the body. He's trying to get Mark to leave Egypt. Bless it. Bless it, Stephen. Bless your little heart. Interrupting a fight scene to be like, maybe we shouldn't fight, guys. Let's just hug it out. Uh, Mark takes back control. He's in the car on the way to the airport. But he sees the guys from the roof and he chases them through the streets. Again, Stephen distracts Mark and Mark gets knocked out. But when he comes to the two older guys are dead, Mark seems very surprised. Stephen is equally surprised. So who killed these guys? Right? Well, I'm just saying. That was so funny. There's a third identity that we haven't seen yet. Maybe we have seen him. I I think Jake is kind of hiding in plain sight, to be honest. I think we've seen glimpses of him and his actions. We just haven't outright heard him speaking yet. That's my theory and I'm sticking to it. Um, and or like I, we've kind of talked about last week, Mr. Knight is a different identity from Steven. So possibly Mr. Knight equally is somewhere lurking. But I, I want to say it's Jake. You know, I think it's Jake. Luckily,
1: I feel like in the comics, Jake has a bigger sort of I'm going to say bigger personality, if that's like not maybe the best way to describe it. But I feel like he has a bigger role, maybe. Um, and I feel like he would be the one that they would bring in. And I think it's a more subtle way to work in another personality without it being like, oh, I'm Mr. Knight in the suit. But who knows?
0: Yeah, no, I agree. And I mean, like I said, the evidence prior um if we go back to episode one, the whole bit about uh, Stephen getting set up on a date. Do we really think Mark, who's married to Layla, would do that? Gosh, no. I don't not think even. so.
1: No, nope, for so, sure not. I mean, it totally doesn't, seems like something Jake would do, though.
0: Exactly. Jake's trying to help Stephen out. He's like looking out for him. I also think Jake is the one who bought the goldfish. I don't think that was Mark either. Um And in the reflection when steven is in the museum and there's two other reflections in the mirror i think one of them is jake i don't think it's a double of mark i think it's jake Mm -mm. um agreed so yeah anyways but again like here's this you know last episode mr knight when steven was in the mr knight suit all of a sudden he had some extra strength like definitely was coming from somewhere and then in this episode clearly neither one of them killed these guys so i'm just saying jake lockley calling it now. He's coming, guys. He's coming. And then we're going to be able to go back and be like, oh, that's where he was the whole time. Duh. Okay. That was a tangent. But a good one. <laughs> um, so Kanchu has to summon an audience with the gods. Now, the gods don't really love him. He was banished a long time ago, apparently. And he warns Mark that any argument they have against Harrow must be indisputable. So don't to- Summon the gods, Conchu makes them mad by turning day to night, as one does when you're trying to get a, you know, have a little powwow with the Egyptian gods. So they bring Mark inside the Great Pyramid at Giza. Yatzel the av- the avatar of goddess Hathor greets him. Apparently Hathor and Conchu uh, are friends. Maybe a little more in the past. I don't know. That's not our business. That is not the tea for the day. So the gods have convened and their avatars are there. Um, and they're they're hearing Mark out. However, Arthur also shows up. And now Arthur is a class act in staying calm and making other people sound crazy. And granted, Mark's got some issues. But what I really love is that Mark never denies he has issues, even in this scene. When they're like, are you right. busted and he goes, yeah, like I am totally, I totally need help. I am totally psychotic. However, <laughs> I, am,
1: I am not denying this is a probable issue. However, this guy is a bigger issue.
0: Right, exactly. He's like, that doesn't change the fact that Arthur is bad. But of course, you know, they don't listen to him because, you know, he's, You know, Arthur makes the case, right? How can you trust someone who doesn't trust his own mind? How can you, you know, trust someone who doesn't understand himself and has periods of, you know, uh, points in his life where he doesn't know what's going on or what happened to him? And so, anyways, clearly the gods are like, well, whatever, we're not helping you. We also don't believe you. Arthur's all like, I'm digging in the sand. (laughs) I'm just a tourist. I'm like, really? And I'm like, aren't y'all like a little bit smarter than that? Like, why is this random dude in the desert digging in the sand? I'm just, you know, it seems suspicious to me, but maybe because the gods are chilling in the pocket dimension of the other world, they're not worried about it. Um, However, homegirl Hathor's avatar comes in clutch, and she's like, listen, like, I'm not supposed to tell you this, but seek out... But I don't the believe sarc- these fools. <laughs> exactly. She's like, seek out the sarcophagus of Magi Sinfu. He'll have the clues to Amit's too. So Hathar's still helping out Kanshu after all these years. Which again, going back to that tea, I think, I think they were something at one point. As mm-hmm. much as gods can be an item. Right. Um. So Layla Is shows sure up. She sure
1: liked her melody.
0: <laughs> Apparently <laughs> it was a good melody. <laughs> uh... Mark is trying to find out information in the in the little like market area. He sticks out like a sore thumb. I mean, homie is wearing a Chicago Cubs baseball hat in Cairo. Like, come on. Mark, I thought you were better than this. Layla's like, no one's gonna tell you anything. Hashtag American, <laughs> you know. So Well and this is
1: where I also kinda of wonder like, again, Mark? Steven? Right. Where did you get Definitely that outfit and why?
0: <laughs> okay, so my thing with this hat is... Okay, let's just... This is a tangent for this show. He's wearing that hat, okay? If you we go back to the very beginning, when it's, it's a, literally a split second, when he's chasing those guys, you know, like across the rooftop or whatever. Yeah. He's also wearing the hat. But he throws yeah. it off. How many hats yep. does he own? So it's either a filming error or... Uh-huh. What is reality, uh-huh. right?
1: Uh huh. Yep, I don't disagree.
0: But so, I just think it's interesting.
1: <laughs> I was like, it oh. is very
0: interesting. So she goes, "Look, stop asking around. You're you're an idiot. I know where we need to go." Because remember, she deals with antiquities on the black market. So they're gonna go see Anton Mogart, aka Midnight Man, who is in possession of this particular sarcophagus. Now, in the comics, Midnight Man was a wealthy dude who was known for stealing art, jewels, and other valuables, primarily at midnight, basically for funsies because he didn't need it for the money. During one of his heists, he stopped by Moon Knight, presumed dead after he fell into the river. However, he wasn't. He later teams up with Moon Knight's arch nemesis, Bushman, to again try to take out Moon Knight, and again he fails. Um, So that's, you know, that's his little backstory. Uh, They're greeted by... This guy, Beck, who clearly knows Layla. Anton knows Layla. There's mention of Madripoor. Hello. Now, considering considering Layla likes to steal black market antiquities and Sharon Carter was dealing them in Madripoor during Falcon and the Winter Soldier, it's likely these two events are connected. These two shows are connected. Mm -hmm. And something. Did we find the real power broker? Because I'm still... Still not convinced it's Sharon Carter. Anyways. I know. I don't think it is. That? <laughs> <laughs> so they have the sarcophagus. They're looking. They need Stephen's help. Right. But Mark refuses to let Stephen have the body. And Stephen's like, well, tough. Like, you know, bugger off because I'm not helping you if you're not going to let me out. And eventually Stephen kind of relents, starts trying to tell Mark how to, you know, fold the parchment papers to unlock this map to kind of show where her tomb was. But Arthur shows up. Of course he does. And Arthur demonstrates his little power that comes out of Amit's staff. He destroys the sarcophagus and Moon Knight comes out and does that epic leap off of the top of a fake pyramid. And it's got the crescent moon cape sequence and totally out of a comic book. Um, Steven takes back over in the Mr. Knight suit, but quickly is impaled. <laughs> and he's like, wait, wait, no, kidding. Mark, please take take back the body, Mark. Because only Mark can heal. Steven cannot. That was pretty funny and awkward for Steven. Poor Steven. <laughs> but man, we got some great Moon Knight fighting action in this scene, which I could literally just watch on repeat. It was so good. And Anton charges Layla like he's going to kill her. And you don't mess with Mark. You don't mess with Layla when Mark's watching. You just don't do it. And he put that mask on and just, I don't know. He just, uh,
1: he killed everybody. It's all right, night. Ashley, take a breather. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's such a good scene. Oh my God. Like, I don't even know. Like he like shoots out the staffs, like out of his body somehow. I don't know. It was a good. scene. And then the scene. clock strikes. I was going to say the clock strikes midnight, which I also thought was ironic and funny and well-played Marvel. <laughs> well played alright so Mark and Layla have the parchment pieces apparently enough survived convenient gotta love that comic book uh, convenience right enough of it survived Arthur's destruction that they were able to put it together but they need Steven to understand it so Mark reluctantly lets Steven out Um, it's a star map but the night sky changes you know we learned that in Kanto right constellations, they grow, they change, they move. So here we have the night sky, but that was, you know, hundreds of years ago. But it's helpful when you have the moon god on your side, because he remembers that night and every night. Working together with Stephen in the Mr. Knight suit, he brings back the sky that was there the night that Amit was entombed. Doing so, however, costs Khonshu his freedom and the gods imprison him in a shabati, which is those uh, stone-looking figurines. In they were used in ancient Egyptian funeral practices and we've seen them kind of in the show, like on the walls. Uh, the coordinates for the stars are pretty basic. She says it's 29 degrees north, 20 degrees east, which is the location of Egypt, <laughs> so that's pretty vast. Her actual coordinates on the... It's not an iPad, but, you know, the data pad. Uh, it's actually the location of the Giza government, which is where the Great Pyramids are located. So somewhere around there, Amit's tomb is hanging out hidden. Kanchu disappears, though, which means Mark is no longer able to summon the Moon Knight suit. Pretty sure Stephen can no longer have the Mr. Knight suit because it kind of went away as well. And Arthur, meanwhile, is back in the pyramid with Osiris's avatar, who thanks him for alerting them to the trouble Conchu is causing. Oh my god! Arthur's like, oh my god, no problem, friend. Yeah, Conchu was so drama. I knew he I was sus. So <laughs> yeah, so glad you like took care of Kanchu. Oh my god, I was just being a good Samaritan. Okay, whatever, Arthur. Then Arthur turns and speaks to Conchu's statue, thanks him for tormenting him, reveals he enjoyed killing for him, and promises to finish what Kanchu could not, and that is to awaken Amit. So that's where it ends. And wow, that was an episode. And now, Mark and Steven, at all, <laughs> all the other identities, none of them have access to Kanchu's power. That could be a problem it could just it could be a big problem unfortunately but i fully believe Kanchi will be back i mean come on he's too oh, important yeah. not to be
1: oh yeah we haven't i mean that series is only half over we're not gonna he won't disappear it's crazy it's crazy we're already on three um no kidding i have to say i think one of my favorite moments of this whole thing this series or this episode outside of that fight scene which is just epic is when they walk into the pyramid and steven's like oh my god i'm in the great pyramid of giza <laughs> and I he's just Steven. totally nerding out and i was like oh my god you're so cute
0: i appreciate he, that though because i think i would equally nerd out
1: mm. <laughs> absolutely
0: just, I love how and funny like, the way bro. he said it oh my, i know yeah. And then Mark kind of like glares at him, like side eye, like "Bruh, like this is stop uh-huh. it, grow up, yeah, man."
1: He, we're here in a he's mission. Like, totally geeking out that he's like, you know, that'd be like you and I in like a, you know, when we go on like a set tour or something, or like you're in a Marvel office and we're like, "Ooh." <laughs> yes. And Stevens over here well, with, like, "Ooh, I'm in the, I'm in the Great Pyramid of Giza. I never thought in a million years this would happen." <laughs>
0: I mean that was that would be totally geek worthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I loved I love that scene. And I again, I love the back and forth between Stephen and Mark, just the like let me have control of the body. No. Okay, well, I'm not helping you then. Yeah. You want people I'm lie? not helping you
1: in my imprisoned state. <laughs> yes. He's like, "Nope, nope, so... nope." He's like, "Oh, fine." It's so and funny. And can we just say a moment, too. Like, I'm so sad that um, Anton, the gentleman that plays Anton Mogart, is gone. Like, that was so sad.
0: It um, is. It was tragic.
1: Yeah. I was like, what a sad, crazy, like, freak skiing accident. Mm-hmm. <sighs> anyway, I just had to tell you that. I was like, mm. Every time I see oh, him in was, this, I'm just, just like, definitely... oh.
0: Yeah, I know. I, I The... His character title came out right after his, his unfortunate passing. Yeah. And then being able yeah. – but we haven't seen him at all in any of the promos. So when we actually saw this no. episode, I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, wow. Just what – because I don't think I've yeah, ever like, seen him Yeah, like the timing was just else. weird. Yeah. And I don't think I've seen him in anything else. I mean, maybe I have. I'd have to go look. But I was just like, wow, I really liked – I liked him in this. Mm-hmm. And – it's just oh it's just sad like why yeah the world sucks it's sometimes very... <gasps> yep yeah but anyways they, yeah there's some yeah the fight scene that fight scene i could just talk about that by itself um i also thought it was cool how they changed the sky that was a great
1: visual um that was as a beautiful well. visual yes and watching the constellations form like you know backwards mm-hmm. and yeah, I thought it was gorgeous. It was gorgeous the way they did that.
0: Yeah. So basically, I'm just I'm obsessed with the show and <laughs> the visuals. Um can we also talk about how the soundtrack absolutely slaps because um, oh my God. every single
1: time. Yes. Yes.
0: Just the the instrumentals, the orchestration, and then like, oh man, the end credit song. Yeah. This one?
1: Yes, yes. Oh so my good.
0: god. I I love it. I just love it. So I'm obsessed. We'll I'm drop obsessed a link so you show. all can
1: grab it too. It was so good. Yes.
0: For real. But yeah.
1: All right. Well,
0: I think that's that's it for Geeking Out About 3. But we'll be back. Man, I can't yeah. wait to geek out about 4. Oh, my four goodness. Just...
1: Four. We've, we've been talking about geeking out about 4 since like we rec- recorded the first one. People are going to be like, oh, my God, you guys, what's 4? It's going to be like, yeah. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> you'll wait, see. Just wait. When you see it, you're going to be like, oh, my goodness you're gonna be like
0: that's why they wanted to geek out about four mm-hmm. yes you're so right oh my gosh all right well thank you for tuning in to this episode of the geek girls universe podcast join us next time as we share all the breaking and exciting fandom news um yeah when we dish on and geek out about episode four of moon Knight, because i cannot wait uh so yeah unless of course marvel wants to drop that thor trailer but I'm kind of thinking it's going to come with Doctor Strange at this point because why release it now? Just wait a few weeks. Also, how baller would it be not to release a trailer? Like That would be some next level we know you're going to watch this movie whether we show you anything about it or not like that's drop like the Marvel. worst thing to
1: put into the universe what are you even doing Ashley no
0: but like part <laughs> of me kind of wants them to do it just to do it's it true at this and point then... it's
1: been so long we're like whatever trailer what <laughs> <laughs> exactly
0: but anyways as always if you see anything you want to share with us tag us on twitter at whiskey and sunshine and at that Ashley Aaron until next time geeks bye thanks for listening join us again next time for more geeky goodness